Let's begin with a word of prayer. My prayer this morning, Father, is a simple one, that you would give me a heart for your word and a word for our hearts. Amen. Now, we live in South Jersey. We don't see a lot of sheep. But it occurred to me this week that I am a shepherd. Now, you may say, well, that's why we call you pastor. Pastor comes from the Latin for pastoral. And I am not talking about you. I'm talking about the little sheep that I take out to the pasture every day now at school. I have a couple short stories for you, but here's the first. I have a group of second grade sheep. They have been mine since November. Every day I pick them up. I take them out for their breathing break. The whole idea of a breathing break is we take the children out of the room so that the air filter can cycle one complete rotation through, and when they come back, there's clean air. Now, they've been with me since November, so I say to my little sheep, okay, sit three feet away from each other, eat your snacks, and they line up and they go out and they do what I want. Well, last week, the shepherd of the other second grade sheep was out sick. And the principal said, Madison, will you take both sets of sheep outside? So I went to my sheep and I said, okay, we're taking the other sheep with us. Everybody line up. They all lined up. They got their lunch boxes. We're good to go. I went to the other group of sheep that are not my sheep. I said, okay, line up. They were like, woo, they're spinning. And jumping, I said, three feet apart, three feet apart. They're running into each other. We got outside and all my sheep sat down like they have for the last, what, six, seven months. And the other sheep were spilling popcorn and the janitor was yelling at them. And I'm like, oh my goodness, this is the perfect sermon illustration for the sheep know my voice. Because my sheep know better than to mess with me. My sheep did such a good job that the next day I brought them a box of fruit roll-ups. I was also informed that I don't know how to eat fruit roll-ups. I I didn't want that sticky stuff over my hand, so I took it off the wrapper and I I rolled it up and I ate it like a Tootsie Roll. The kids laughed at me. The sheep sometimes laugh at the shepherd too. Now, Another group of sheep I have are only four years old. I have pre-K sheep. Now, they're allowed to go into one specific area, and we make the area very clear to them. It's myself, and I have an assistant shepherd because they're four-year-olds. And this one sheep looked at me, and he said, I wonder how much this shepherd knows. So the first thing he did was run up the sliding board and push another sheep down the sliding board. Buddy, I said, in my best teacher voice, you're on the wall. He didn't even stop. He just walked over to the wall. He said, how long do I have to stand here? I said, four minutes, one year for every year you're old. After four minutes, come on over. I said, you're going to push anybody else? He said, no. He goes back up. Within moments, he gets to the top of the sliding board and he supermans down, which is against the rules. Buddy, I said, on... Walked right over the wall, like he's just testing the boundaries. I figured, okay, two tests of the boundaries, I should be good. I was so wrong. (laughs) Come on over here. Are you going to belly flop down the sliding board anymore? No, he says, Dr. Madison, I am not. Okay, I said, go play. Actually, I said, be gone. 
And I watch him, because I'm a smart shepherd, and he goes behind the playground equipment where he doesn't think I can see him, and he creeps all the way over to the edge of the playground where we have one of those big metal chain link fences. And what do you think he does? He climbs, yo, I said. He goes like this. I didn't even just say anything. He just got off the fence, came over and stood on the wall. <laughs> right? I'm a shepherd. And I've learned that the sheep know my, my sheep know my voice and my sheep know my rules and my sheep know that if they stay within the boundaries I have set forth for them, we will have a happy, healthy relationship. And the new sheep are learning that if you mess with the shepherd, you got to stand on the wall. Now I got to tell you, the other group, that first, second grade group that was spinning and spilling popcorn, they wanted to know why they didn't get fruit roll-ups. And all I had to do was give them the shepherd look. It's the same as the mom look or the dad look, but I gave them the shepherd look. Like, really? You want to know the answer to that question? Now, I want you to think about this because two of the most famous people in the Old Testament began their careers as shepherds. Moses spent 40 years as a shepherd in the, in the flocks of Midian before God called him through the burning bush. And we know that David began his career as a shepherd watching his father's flocks. We also know that David had some encounters with wildlife, with a bear and a lion. And it says he grabbed them by their jaw and beat them with a stick. I'm not sure how I would handle a bear and a lion, but... If they came, I would have to work to protect my sheep, but I also know that my sheep would follow instructions. I'd say, hide behind the assistant shepherd, maybe. So, this is not a sermon on the 23rd Psalm, but the 23rd Psalm was written by a shepherd. Now, I don't know if you've been to funerals lately, but they often put that on the little card on the back. And one of the funeral directors I know very well shared with me that in the old days, people knew the 23rd Psalm. And now they use that little card as a crib sheet, which makes me sort of sad. But you might remember the Lord. Oh, by the way, I memorized this in the 60s. I memorized King James. Don't judge me for that. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me. Beside the still waters, he restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life. David says, we are sheep and the Lord is our shepherd. Jesus says, and this is one of the few passages where he addresses the believer and not those who are yet to believe. Think about this. He's telling us that he is our good shepherd and that if we listen to his voice and follow his instructions, he will keep us safe and well and on the right path. Well, what does that look like? 
I put off buying my children a dog until I finished my doctorate. In fact, I told them, no dog until I finished my doctorate. I didn't have time for a dog. Boy, within moments of being Dr. Madison, the boys were like five and four. They said, well, where's the dog? So we went down to the pound and we picked out this cute little lab shepherd puppy. We named it Sandy, brought it home. And I, I took the boys and the dog out back and I sat down and I had a talk with the dog. You may think this is, but you know me. I had a talk with the dog. I said, dog, if you run away, I will not chase you. I will not get in my car and drive around the neighborhood. Sandy, Sandy, no, ain't happening. You run away from the place where we feed you and keep you warm and love you. You are on your own. The boys are like, that's harsh. I said, I will, however, teach you to come when I whistle. And if you think about running away and I whistle, you better come back. So we had a fairly large backyard. I said, boys, take the dog to the other end. And I whistled and the dog came back. Well, the boys thought that was hilarious and they came back. And we spent an entire afternoon. I would whistle and the boys and the dog would come back. About two weeks later, I'm at the Philadelphia Zoo. And we're in the primate house. Remember, you used to come in by the big statues of the elephants, and then you go right into the primate house with the orangutans and the monkeys. And I realized I couldn't see the boys. I wonder, I said to myself. I whistled. And all of a sudden, two little boys holding hands turned around and were walking down the primate house like, Dad whistled for us. Here we come. That's the relationship that Jesus wants us to have. In fact, he makes three promises for us as believers. If you're taking notes, these are the three promises. The first promise is this, that we are owned. Ownership is the first promise. We are his sheep. The second promise is this, relationship. He knows us by name and we know his voice. Well, that doesn't happen by accident. And the third promise is this, protectorship. He safeguards and protects us, even being willing to die for us. So let's look at each one of these promises one at a time. The first one is this, ownership. It says that he brought out his own. He goes ahead of the sheep and they follow him. And that the hired man runs away because the hired man says these sheep aren't worth dying for. The good news is Jesus calls you by name. Jesus leads in the paths of righteousness. He leads us beside still waters. And he leads us through the valley of the shadow of death. Now, I don't know about when you were a kid, but when I was a kid, I could never figure out why we said yay. I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. Because yay for me is a happy thing. And why in the world would David go, yay, though I walk? And then it occurred to me, he's walking with the shepherd. The shadow of death means nothing to him. Jesus is willing and did lay down his life for each of his sheep. Now, the second promise is relationship. So, I don't think we need to spend a whole lot of time on the ownership. That's why we're here. We're here to celebrate that Jesus lived, died, and was resurrected to purchase us back and pay the penalty for our sin. 
But the second shift I want to talk about is relationship. Well, shepherds spend time with their sheep. Like my story at the beginning, my sheep know my voice. Why? Because I've spent every day since November with my sheep. And I know the name of their pets, and I know the name of their little brothers, and if you're in second grade, I know which teeth are out, I know which ones are loose, I often volunteer, do you need help with that loose tooth, and they laugh. I know the world's worst cow jokes, there's a little girl named Peyton, she has a new cow joke every day, where do cows go on Saturday night? That's what I said. She said, no, Dr. Madison, to musicals. It's a, it's a music teacher joke. I still love you, Peyton, just not as much. Right? That shepherd spends time and builds a relationship. He knows each individual personality of the sheep. I want you to hear this. God has made each one of us unique and special. We are not supposed to be robotic sheep. There's happy sheep. There's not so happy sheep. There's athletic sheep. There's sheep who like to sleep all day long. And he knows each of us by our personality, not just our name. In fact, Tony Campolo loves to tell the story of a census taker who went to the home of a poor family in West Virginia. The mom was the only one home, and he asked her how many dependents she had. And she said, well... There's Rosie and Billy, Luella, Susie, Harry, Jeffrey. There's Johnny, Harvey, and our dog, Willie. The census taker said, well, ma'am, thank you for that, but I just need the humans. Oh, okay, she said. Well, there's Rosie and Billy, Luella, Susie, Harry, Jeffrey, Johnny, Harvey, and... But once again, he interrupted her, and he said, no, ma'am, I, I, I don't need their names. I just need the numbers. To which the woman replied, but I don't know them by numbers. I only know them by name. Jesus knows us by name. Well, there's the good news in that. Jesus wants to spend time with you. Your shepherd is waiting for you. This Jesus speaks through the scripture to you. Jesus heals the hurts of sin. And Jesus is the living water and the bread of life. Jesus wants a relationship with you. The third ship we're talking about today is protectorship. And I looked that up. It's a real word. I didn't make it up. It means guardian, to care for. George Adam Smith was a 19th century biblical scholar, and he was traveling in the Holy Lands and came across a shepherd and his sheep. He fell into conversation with him, and the man showed him the fold in which the sheep were led at night. It had four walls with a way in. And Smith asked, this is where the sheep go at night? Yes, said the shepherd, and when they're in there, they're perfectly safe. But there's no door, Smith said. I am the door, said the shepherd. He was not a Christian man, and he wasn't speaking in the language of the New Testament. He was an Arab shepherd. Smith looked at him and asked, what do you mean you are the door? He said, when the sun goes down and all the sheep are inside, I lie in the open space. And no sheep ever goes out across my body. And no wolf can ever come in. I am the door. Jesus wants to protect us. Now, 
There are other doors through which we can walk. The world tells us that there are doors that will make us feel safe and secure. Some people have put all of their faith in their bank account. The more money I have, the more safe and secure I'll be. But we know that uh, the stock market can crash, banks can go belly up, and what do you have? Nothing. Some people put all of their eggs in the basket, they walk through the door of family. I'm going to invest in my children, I'm going to invest in, the, in my family, and yet the family grows up and they move away, and what do you have? An empty nest. Some people say, well, I'm, I'm going to work on getting authority or power, or maybe education. The more letters I have behind my name, the more successful I'll be and the safer I'll be. But you know what? You can't eat a PhD. I've tried. Even with some salt and pepper, it does not work. And today, I think we have a door that people walk through a lot, and that's the door of physical fitness and health. Every, everybody's eating kale. Everybody's hitting the gym. Everybody is making their body as strong as it can be. And yet, when disease comes, all that work is lost. Many of us have walked through the wrong doors in our life. But it's never too late to exit the wrong door and walk through the right door. Jesus is the door. He protects. He sets boundaries. He creates a safe place. In fact, you might remember this. He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. These are promises for us as believers. But it really only works if you're listening to the voice of the shepherd. Or are you like the boy in this story? A father was reading the newspaper and decided to share what he was reading with his teenage son. The article claimed that children today suffered a lack of attention and it was causing low educational achievement at school. Furthermore, the article said, children today are lazy and have little concentration and barely possess any listening skills at all. When he finished, the father asked his son, well, what do you think about that? The boy lifted his head and said, what was that again, Dad? Sometimes we don't listen, do we? We do that with our parents. We do it with our spouses and our children. Sometimes we do that to God and Jesus, our shepherd. Sometimes we're just content to be in the place and the presence of the shepherd. And that's okay. Sometimes. Sometimes we, need, we get so absorbed in what we're doing with what we're thinking that we forget to listen. If you are a believer, claim these three promises. You belong to Jesus, ownership. You can talk to Jesus, relationship. You are safe, secure in Jesus, protectorship. Amen.